All right, guys, welcome back into another NFL DFS video. My name is Eric Paul Zane with 9to5 Sports. Going to be getting into the week four core plays, and I'll just start this off with saying this is going to be a fun, great slate. It is so easy to make quality builds. This is probably the week I've been most excited for thus far this season just because there's so much value or I, like discounted price point plays that it makes it so easy to make a quality build, which personally I love. I love being able to make a quality build. So we'll get right into those picks right now. Before we begin to today's video, I just want to give a quick thank you to the sponsor of today's video, Sports Battle App. Sports Battle App is a prop-based daily fantasy sports app. You guys can go in there and make your prop-based bets uh, for Thursday Night Football. One of the best bets that I like for Thursday Night Football is going to be over 39.5 receiving yards for Tyler Boyd. I think that is a great soft price point. You guys can go in there and make those same type of bets for yourself. If you use the code, uh, promo code 9, spelt out 25, uh, you guys get a $5 cash back and any deposit that is $50 or more. All right, let's get into today's picks. All right, so starting off at the running back position, you can start off with Jonathan Taylor, who after two kind of bad weeks is priced down. Okay, that is a big thing. That is priced down. He went from 9.9 to 8.8, $1,100 cheaper this week. Okay, and now, yes, the Jacksonville Jaguars are just a better defense than we all kind of expected. The Kansas City Chiefs, much more of a, a defense in which you want to pass the ball against. Okay, they were able to win that game. Now you get the Tennessee Titans, who have been one of the best matchups thus far this season for opposing running backs. Uh, Saquon Barkley in week one had his best week of the season thus far with 36.4 DK points. Devin Singletary, sure, only 4.1, but we know uh, that week the Buffalo Bills were definitely mixing it up between James Cook and Zach Moss. Kind of just write that off. That was a week in which the Buffalo Bills were able to dominate via the air. Obviously, Stephon Diggs had a very productive game against them. So, you know, I'm kind of just writing that off a little bit. And then you look at what Josh Jacobs did last week, 14.7 DK points, and that was coming in sick. And that was his best uh, DraftKings performance thus far as well. So all that adds up to Jonathan Taylor just being a very phenomenal play this week. The touches are going to continue to be there for him. Yes, in week two, it wasn't there. That was strange. But last week, you know, over 26 opportunities in week one, he had, you know, just 38 opportunities. So those opportunities are going to continue to be there for him. If you're looking for a running back to pay up for, it would be Jonathan Taylor for me. I do just want to mention Austin Eckler real quick, not playing a high allotment of snaps. That's the worry with him. Okay. But against Houston, who, man, they have just been terrible against running backs. They have given up 136 more rushing yards um, than any other uh, defense. So that's pretty crazy. If you want to play Austin Eckler, you can. He has priced down this week. But I just don't know if you have to just because of all the all the value that opened up on the slate just due to injuries. So the first one is going to be running back Jamal Williams going against the Seattle Seahawks. And this is a very interesting play for me. Now, obviously, if we need to confirm that DeAndre Swift is going to be out, but I assume that he'll be out one or two weeks. Jamal Williams came in and saw 45% of the snaps. And in that snap share, he had 22 total opportunities. Obviously, one off scored two touchdowns. We're not counting on that. Okay, we're not counting on the two touchdowns. So if we just take those away, he still had a productive day at this price point, which to me is highly intriguing. And he also gets the Seattle Seahawks, in which have given up the second most rushing yards uh, thus far this season, and given up the fifth most DraftKings points thus far this season. To me, Jamal Williams is definitely a starting point for a lot of lineups this week. Then from there, we get Rashad Penny. And guys, I was really shocked 
at the price point of Rashad Penny, I kept scrolling down on my mouse pad and I'm like, where's Rashad Penny? Because I was kind of interested um, for him as a play on this site, just because I saw the snap share that he got last week, 69% of the snaps. And I saw the matchup, you know, a very easy kind of matchup, giving up the second most points to opposing running backs at 30.5 per game. The Detroit Lions are, I thought Rashad Penny would be like maybe 6K, maybe 5.5K. And he is 4.9. That is highly intriguing to me. It's a soft price point. Yes, he only had 15 opportunities last week, and his opportunities are a little bit limited with them wanting to get Kenneth Walker some work. But Kenneth Walker has made some mental mistakes, okay, play call-wise, blocking-wise. The first, I think his first drive of his season, he went the wrong way on a uh, play, and then Geo Smith ended up getting sacked. So, like, Kenneth Walker still has to work out some stuff. And so it's no real shock that Rashad Penny had 69% of the snaps. If he gets that same allotment of snaps, again, in this one, 69%, even like 60% of the snaps, he should be able to go out and hit value at this price point. Can he get to 3x at this price point? Certainly. This is such a soft price point for such an easy matchup that Rashad Penny is just going to be one of those players to me this week that is super hard to pass up on. Another player that's going to be super hard for me to pass up on is going to be Khalil Herbert. Honestly, if David Montgomery sits, which he's currently day-to-day, David Montgomery could play. Uh, but if he sits, then Khalil Herbert just becomes an easy kind of lock and load play. He came in, saw 60% of the snaps last week. Obviously had a bunch of opportunities, 22 total opportunities. Really dominated that game. Really dominated like we thought David Montgomery would dominate. And that's kind of the thing with the Chicago Bears is that all the running backs, and I'm I'm saying all because like Tristan Ebner came in and looked good like he did in the preseason. And like, heck, even in the preseason, the running backs were all looking good as well. If we want to go back further to some of the practice squad players, like they were all looking good. So like that's all encouraging to whoever is going to be the lead running back in that offense. And currently, it's looking like that'll be Khalil Herbert. So this is a matchup against the Giants that really isn't a tough matchup as well. Like, I'm not too worried about the matchup. They've given up an average of 26.8 DK points on average. So like, we're not worried about the matchup as well. The opportunities are going to be there. And it's a super safe price point. Like, we're getting a running back that should be able to get 20 opportunities at 5.7. Okay, in a game that should be close. Like the Bears have very much benefited from kind of the schedule a little bit here where against San Francisco, obviously the weather benefited them and then going against Houston and now they get the Giants. Like they could easily start out three and one while being like just a bad team. So like Khalil Herbert, I just I like as a play at this price point, guys, uh, he's easy to work in there. All right, now switching up and getting into the quarterback play. So honestly, guys, if you can afford to pay up for Josh Allen, I think that you do that and it will be super easy to pay up for him on this site. Now, what's crazy is last week, he had 63 passing attempts. Absolutely bonkers there, okay? They need to establish the run a little bit more. That was strange, okay? But the thing with Josh Allen is he gets a super great matchup going against the Baltimore Ravens. And, like, the Baltimore Ravens, like, they have really, really kind of struggled against opposing QBs. In week one, they gave up 18.36, 18.36 DK points to Joe Flacco. In week two, obviously, Tua Tungabailoa went for 43 DK points. And then in week three, last week, they gave up 21.9 DK points. So that's an average of 28.1 DK points. So at the very least, we got Josh Allen should be able to get to 30 DK points once again. Like, I love Josh Allen on the slate. Certainly, if you can pay it for him, you want to do that. But the thing with it is we do have two pretty cheap, nice quarterback plays to the point where it does make you think. It makes you think either I'm paying up for Josh Allen or I'm going all the way to the bottom of the barrel. Now, Marcus Mariota has been a valued quarterback play that we've been on this whole year thus far, and he hasn't let us down. And once again, he is priced at a strong value price point play that makes him firmly in play. And when you look at the matchup with the Cleveland Browns, it is an intriguing matchup. Like the Cleveland Browns have given up some strong DK weeks to some terrible quarterbacks. 
like some terrible starting quarterbacks. Baker Mayfield has looked terrible this season, and he they gave up 19 DK points to him. Okay. Now, yes, Baker Mayfield had a rushing touchdown in that game. That helped out. Joe Flacco in week two, 30.8 DK points to Joe Flacco in week two. And then last week against Mitchell Trubisky, who has looked terrible. They kind of saved his starting position, I think. Maybe. We'll see. 15 DK points. Okay, like the Browns have been terrible. And then you get Marcus Mariota on the flip. Not terrible. I shouldn't say terrible, but like they should have been able to shut down those quarterbacks more so than what they did. Marcus Mariota on the flip side has been a strong quarterback thus far. He's looked sharp thus far. The problem with Marcus Mariota is that he's just not throwing the ball enough. 20 passing attempts, 26 passing attempts, and 33 passing attempts. Part of the reason why is that they just haven't needed him to throw the ball. And maybe this is finally the game in which they need him to throw the ball. I do think he's going to be a safe play. Like he makes a lot of sense as someone that you're just putting in there to get you 18 DK points. I think that's a strong price point play for you. And then the last play, this is ugly. I didn't see this coming when I started my week. Uh, Geno Smith. Geno Smith gets the best matchup on the slate going against the Detroit Lions. Now, it depends how you measure that, uh, but one of the best matchups on the slate going against the Detroit Lions. This should be a game in which he should be able to get to like 15 DK points. Okay, he had 22 DK points in week three and then Against Denver, obviously that was a high-intensity game, had 17 DK points. And then, as expected in Week 2, had kind of a bad game coming off that huge high of Week 1. So it's not shocking that he kind of struggled in Week 2. So two out of three good weeks so far for Geno Smith. And now he gets a great matchup going against the Detroit Lions. That's a game in which you could easily stack as well. And that's the route that I might be going. But Geno Smith makes a ton of sense. The problem with Geno Smith is that if you're playing Rashad Penny, you don't exactly want to play Geno Smith. So really what it comes down to at the core is like deciding do I want to pay down at running back with Rashad Penny, or do I want to pay down at quarterback with Geno Smith? That's for you to decide. I think they're both quality plays on the slate, but I don't really want to play both of them. Now getting into the top receiver plays here for week four, we got Stefan Diggs, guys. Diggs is priced at 8.4, and I don't think he's priced up enough. I don't think they priced corrected this up enough. So Diggs did leave last week with kind of a cramp at the end of the game. I don't think we have to worry about that. A lot of players had cramps, especially for the Buffalo Bills in that game. I'm, I'm not worried about that, okay? He had nine targets in week one, 15 in week two, and then 11 last week, okay? This is a great matchup going against the Baltimore Ravens, one of the best matchups, if not the best matchup on the slate. They have given up. Well, it is the best matchup by far. They have given up, on average, 59.4 DK points to opposing receivers, okay? Diggs is, like, just has the best matchup on the slate, not priced up enough. You could usually afford to fit Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs into your builds if you want to go that route. So from there, I do really like Michael Pittman. He gets the third best matchup on the slate going against the Tennessee Titans, a defense that has just not looked good thus far. They just gave up a ton of points to Matt Collins. Now, they were somewhat able to contain Devontae Adams a little bit, but guys, they just gave up 30 DK points to Matt Collins. Like Michael Pittman, should be able to go out and have a good game. And he's been very consistent thus far. The volume has been there for him thus far. Nine targets last week and 13 in week one. Now, remember, he sat out in week two. But, man, that's an intriguing play at 7.2. I just don't think we have to go that route this week. And part of the reason why is that we get C.D. Lamb at a price discount because he had another strong week uh, this week, this last week, but it was on Monday Night Football. So they weren't able to price uh, adjust and price correct him a little bit. Like, I'm sure if he had this same performance, like on a Sunday and before the prices came out, he would have been priced at like 7.2. Like we are getting like at least a $500 price discount for C.D. Lamb going against the Washington Commanders who are just one of the best matchups on the slate once again. Uh, top three matchup on the slate. And we just look at it, guys. Like C.D. Lamb has had over 11 targets in three straight games. Like it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. The volume is certainly there for him. He should have a nice safe floor given the matchup here, okay? Like he should be able to dominate. Like 
sure, against Tampa Bay, didn't really expect him to do well. This is a matchup with the Washington Commanders that you certainly expect him to do well. This is a great uh, price point play that you can make on this slate. And then from there, we get Amari Cooper. I'm just shocked at this price point as well. 6.3 is a cheap price tag. Now, that is a price bump from the first three weeks. I do want to call that out. But in week one, we saw him be open a lot. The ball just didn't come his way. And then the last two weeks. Certainly he's been open a lot, and the ball has come his way a lot. 10 targets on 11 targets, over 100 receiving yards in both of those games, a touchdown in both of those games. Obviously, you can't depend on 100 receiving yards and a touchdown, but the volume should still be there for him. He does get a top-five matchup against the Atlanta Falcons at 6.3. That is certainly still cheap as well. And then just wrapping it up with the tight ends, guys, there are strong tight end plays on the slate once again, and like Tyler Higby still not priced up enough for the volume that he's getting. He is still playing over 90% of the snaps for the LA Rams, still being productive. Now, last week, we kind of got lucky with only four targets, but he was able to get 61 yards. I was a little bit lucky. We saw Ben Skoranek actually get more involved in the passing game that he had been in the past. Then you get Tyler Conklin, who Tyler Conklin, once again, guys, I'm just going to continue to play. Also going to give myself a nice pat on the back because that was one of my bold calls this year. Uh, best ball drafts. I was kind of just begging people to play or draft him as like the last pick in their drafts. He has done well thus far. He's actually saved me in some best ball drafts that had George Kittle. Um, very nice there. But anyway, seven, nine, and eight targets. The snap counts continue to be there for him. He continues to get a lot of snaps. Now, last week, it was only 75% of the snaps, whereas the previous weeks, it had been about 90%. But as long as he's getting like 75% of the snaps, that is still intriguing to me. And at this price point, certainly not priced up enough where you're really thinking about not playing him. Then the last one is definitely a price point play, but Daniel Bellinger, 2.8. He saw 60% of the snaps in week three. We could see that going up once again. He did have five targets in that game. He's a player that I think, you know, is a strong play uh, price point wise, if you want to go that route. And then real quickly, like I do think Houston's defense is kind of the defense that you want to go with, at least while Justin Herbert is currently banged up. So from here, we'd have to decide where we want to pay down. Do you want to go down from Diggs? You could do that. Do you want to go down from Josh Allen? You could certainly do that as well. That's kind of for you guys to decide real quickly. I'll just show you what it looks like with uh, paying down from Diggs. Heck, you could go Gabe Davis as well, who I don't mind. Obviously, got Josh Allen and Gabe Davis in there. That's a stack that I, I would not mind. All right, but that's all I have for you guys for this video. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed it. If you did, please give me a like and subscribe. I do appreciate that. Make sure to check out our sponsor for this video. It was Sports Battle App, which is a daily fantasy sports prop-based app. You can go in there and make your NFL, PGA, NBA, DFS uh, prop bets there. And also, if you guys want to join 9 to 5 Nation, become a 9 to 5 member. It is $10 a month. It's the best value out there uh, for PGA, DFS. It is a golf membership, but it also does include the NFL, DFS lineup optimizer, which just for 10 just to have that is an extreme value. Uh, and that does have the NFL cheat sheet in which a lot of people were able to use the ownership leverage tool to have a strong week in DFS last week. I actually had two people message me separately saying that, you know, I had a big week and it was partially due to the, uh, the ownership leverage. They had like top 10 finishes in GPP. So that was cool to see. But that's all I have for you guys for this week. Hopefully you enjoyed it. If you did, please give me a like, subscribe. That helps the channel. Let's have a good weekend as always. Let's keep cashing.